True. You know you belong in there. Ooh, that's you walking good. in like you that's know you belong. Good. So it, so that connection is automatic Ooh. when someone you, you walking up like yeah we do know each other we're supposed to know each other. You better walk in that room like God put you there. You're on assignment when you walk in these spaces. So, so when you get to the point where you believe that, though, because so many people don't believe that. God, yo, it's so. Let me give you an example. Oh my God, I, I still do this. So I have. You have to fight yourself daily. It's not just like a one-time thing. You're not. Oh, you have to fight yourself with that. There's always gonna be that voice that tells you that ain't really you. Yeah. You can't really do that. Don't listen to that voice, right? It's impossible to stop a man or woman who will not quit. The, the, the We Won't Quit podcast is designed to help entrepreneurs who are feeling stuck by limiting beliefs and procrastination. That's right. You're going That's to hear right. stories and lessons from incredible people who've overcome setbacks to comebacks because they have the mentality and they refuse to quit. Refuse to Your host is none other than Mike Humes, mailman to millionaire the storyteller and leadership mentor helping you shift and grow in your entrepreneurship journey tune into these episodes to get real stories from real people who've had real success let's get it started started. are you ready let's go let's go let's go all right family welcome to another episode of the we won't quit podcast this one here has been a long time coming. Yes, it has. Yeah, listen, from, from the first time, and I was man. just sharing this with somebody. Um, look, I can't even do my intro, brother. I'm so excited to have my man here on here. Welcome to the We Go Quit Podcast. Because every time we do an episode, you get a chance to hear from some amazing people who embody my quote, that it's impossible to stop a man or woman who will not quit. And from day one... When I decided to put the roster together, who yes. I wanted on the We Won't Quit yes. podcast, had to have my man Carl Michelle, aka Young Executive, the yes, author of yes, 365 yes, Hip Hop, Daily uh, Motivation. Been wanting to get this brother on. Yo. And uh, man, we crossed state lines to make this happen. We man. did, we did, man. Do you know, y'all don't understand, like, this is so nostalgic for me. Like, this is a full circle moment. Like, I met you when I was 19. Wow. And I said, one day I'm going to be like this guy. That's crazy, man. So to to be able to watch you, be mentored by you, and now be interviewed by you, man, this is is full circle moment. Man, it's exciting, man, because you've been doing so much. I mean, you do so much in the community. There's so so many places we could go with this. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I just wanted people to get a chance to hear your story here. Uh, what you embody, what you do, and uh, you know, okay. what, what, and, and of course, we got to get to the book, man. International bestseller, got to, yes. got an international bestseller international. on, right? Yes, uh, my God, good stuff, man. Man, where do we start, man? I, you know, the the short of it is, I realized as an adult that when I was younger, I was a follower. Really, I was a follower growing up, and I was. Where'd you grow up? I was born in Port au Prince, Haiti, raised in Stanford, Connecticut. And um, when people hear Connecticut, they think, like, there's no one that looks like us that's over there. But it, the area that I grew up in, I was born in the 80s. It's the crack era, right? So it doesn't matter what part of the country you were in. Yeah, somebody you knew was on drugs, selling drugs, or affected by drugs, right? right? So I was in a very tough neighborhood. grew up on Custer Street. And the neighborhood was very, very tough. And my dad, thankfully, was always a part of my life. He recognized that I need to get my kids out of this neighborhood. We started getting influenced early on by the hustlers. And that's where I first gained my concept of success. Right. I looked across the street. The guy had the cars, the clothes, the money, the girls. 
I said, that's what success is. Right. So I started to try to be like that because while I was home, my dad and my mom were both working all the time and we barely had enough to survive. So I'm like, this can't be what success is. That guy is what I need to be like, right. you know? So um, for a long time, I found myself dumbing down so I could fit in. So I, th- and I really think you're the one that taught me this quote, but you said one, one time on stage, you weren't born to fit in, you were born to stand out. And that didn't register to me as a kid because all I wanted to do was be cool. And it wasn't cool to be smart. I literally just posted this on Twitter not too long ago, but if I had an opportunity to time travel to my younger self, I would only tell them it's cool to be smart. That's it. That's it. It's cool to be smart. I was convinced that I wasn't cool because I got, I was getting good grades. So I stopped handing in my assignments on purpose. Wow. You know, I was convinced that, you know, doing the right thing wasn't cool. So I would let my friends who were stealing out the mall influence me. You know, so this was how I was for a very long time. I was convinced that, you know, um, I had to act bad in order to, you know, just hang out with the dudes that I was hanging out with. So all of that was my upbringing. So it literally took me 19 years to find black men who were young millionaires who never sold drugs, weren't athletes and weren't rappers. Y'all introduced me to a concept of being a millionaire in business. It blew my mind. I never thought black men could actually do that. So I met you when I was 19. I got sponsored. Somebody, somebody bought my plane ticket to New Orleans. It ended up being a week before Katrina. Absolutely. Yeah. And that was my first exposure so your first exposure is crazy because your first exposure then was to just us as a team. Mm-hmm. Like what we did. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so I seen all of y'all, um, you and Mr. Self, of course, were on stage and I'm like, wow, if they can do it, I can do it. You made us that year. I'll never forget. You made us do a a time capsule. And in that time capsule, you wrote out your goals for five years. We're going to open this up in five years. It was 2015. That was it. So you said, we're going to open this up. In um, it was no, 2005. No, 2005. I'm yeah, not saying 2015. Like that doesn't make sense. Yeah, nah, uh, it was 2005. You were like, we're gonna open this back up in 2010, and I was like, yeah, 2010. One day I'm gonna make six figures a year. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. You know. But it really blew my mind um, how much positive energy was in one place. Oh, I think at that time it was over 4,000 black people, or or let me just put it, people of color, majority. And there was no fights. It was nothing crazy that it happened. Was all love, man. It was man, all it was love, powerful. encouragement. I've never seen anything like that in my life. But that one event literally changed my life forever. Yeah. It started my path to personal development. It started my path to business. It just shifted my mind completely. Because of that, I changed my circle of friends. I just started wow. getting my mind right. Literally everything in my life completely transformed after that year. So thank you. Bruh, like, Long look, story short, you could have told me that before you. we started the podcast, man. I did. Look, I remember creating that, uh, like the form, the faith, family, finances to mm-hmm. put that sort of time capsule together for like five years yeah. and being able to go back and uh, man, being able to read those yeah. some then, man, and people put yeah. any and everything in it, whatever they had, because no one knew I was doing it. Mm-hmm. Somebody had a food stamp in there. Wow. 
Uh, wow. Folks had a, a, a balance from their bank slip. Wow. Where they had deposited money and it was still negative. Wow. Kind of wrote the goals. The one I'll never forget was a gentleman who, he was from New York. And uh, he was talking about, he had a picture of his little brother who needed a kidney. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, I'm going to do whatever is necessary the next five years to get you this kidney. And he did it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's powerful, man. But to see what you do, how many people you inspire, Arthur. Yeah. yeah. I see you help other folks write books. Yeah. You're in and out of schools like daily, yeah. man. So, so fa- yeah, fast forward to now, um, international best-selling author. My book's called 365 Hip Hop Daily Motivational Quotes. Gotta get it. If you don't have it, you gotta US, get it. Number, number one, one in Canada, number one in London, number one in Japan. I've still never been to London or Japan, but my book has, you know what I mean? And wow. it's traveled way more than I have, but I'm looking forward to being all the places that it's been. But um, the book was the launching pad to my career. That led to me, uh, motivationally speaking, primarily to the youth, because I wish I could give them the same message that I never got, you know? So that's been my mission for the last several years. So me being a motivational speaker led to me launching the Youth Empowerment Show, the Youth Empowerment Show led to me opening up my own recording studio. I have a recording studio, podcast studio, photography studio. Now Google verified number one in the state of Connecticut. And I, to, to bring it all or back around full circle, I teach podcasting to kids now in schools all over the country. So it's, crazy, it's been man. a blessing, man. It's, it's been amazing, a blessing man. to say the least. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. When, I, when I watch you, when I see you on social media and I see the kids with the equipment, you're walking them through the yeah. process. For some, many of them, it's their first time ever, you know, yep. being able to hear yep. themselves, yeah. you know, through the mic and just understanding that whole process, man. All I'm thinking about is, you know, as you talked about what you saw growing up, and I'm thinking, man, we might have grew up on the same street, right? Yeah. yeah. I was in Southeast D.C., but it was the same environment, yeah. same things, and that's what I identified as success. And so to know that these kids are getting this so young, yeah, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, for anyone who's gone through the book, what I love most about it is, how you take the verses of all of the most popular artists in hip hop and you flip it into an affirmation or the, mm-hmm. the positive aspect mm-hmm. of it. Oftentimes not what they may have meant that line to mean. Right, 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 is, right. It's so powerful. <laughs> I'm like, wait, how did he get that from that? Uh-huh. But that's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's really what we see, man. So what yeah. was the inspiration behind it? Yeah, man. Uh, the inspiration behind it was was everything we listen to on the radio now. Every single time I turn on the message, oh, every single time I turn on the radio, I heard a destructive message. Sex, drugs, money, violence. Same message, different beat. Every time. I felt like it was programmed into us to desire these things, you know, whether it's being on drugs, partying, uh, disrespecting women, whatever the case may be, it just keeps like, the same things were happening over and over again. And at that time, I was getting a, such a close relationship with God, and I didn't want to give up on the music that raised us. Hip-hop is not just a genre of music. It's culture. It's culture. Yeah. It's how we dress, how we walk, yeah. how we talk, right. how we carry ourselves. But it originally started to as empowerment, and some way it turned into, you know, destruction. So the theme of the book comes from, the, from a quote from KRS one He says, if hip-hop has the ability to corrupt young minds, it also has the power to uplift them. Right. So that's been my mission ever since, uplifting, especially the youth, through the same music that some people say is destroying the communities. Right. No, it's, yeah. it's, it's amazing, man. I, 
I don't know where to, to like if I wanted to pull one line from <laughs> one particular. I see Pharrell here multiple times because uh, there were a few lines. Uh, yeah. Just some of his his man, it's crazy. Reasonable doubt, you know. I got to stop there because Jay is the man. But I'm different. I can't base what I'm gonna be off, off of what, of what everybody, everybody isn't. <laughs> and then what you pull from that, if everyone before us tried and failed, do we automatically count ourselves out? Mm. Or do we seek to acquire a competitive advantage? Mm. Our will to win is that little something extra that separates us from the rest of the pack. What's true for one person's experience doesn't have to be true for ours. Their story is not our story. Their fight is not our fight and their reality is not our reality. Then you hit them with an affirmation for each and every one of them. Instead of looking for all the reasons something can't work, I'm going to focus on all the reasons it will work. I have no reason to doubt myself. Everything mm. keeps going back to self, man. It's just, bro, like, you, you just. You That's actually it, one man. of my favorite quotes. It's, yeah, like, it's wild that you pulled from there. Um, doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. Right. Most people will not even try. Give it your best effort because they're like, nah, that can never happen. Or you've witnessed failure before and you're like, nah, I don't want to try that. No. You don't know what's about to happen on the other side of that door. You don't know what's about to happen on the other side of that attempt, right? Just go, showing up is half the battle. So it's like, man, you don't know what will happen if you start that business, if you take that chance, if you write that book, if you, if you risk it all. And so many times we think about the negative aspect of things, but what if it works? Right. What if it works? What if, what if everyone else failed in order for you to win? What if you're the chosen one? You don't even give yourself a shot. Exactly. Or what if you're, what if you're gonna outwork everyone else that, that did it the wrong way? Like, you just never know. Never know. So just give it your best shot. So I'm, I'm a firm believer in, in uh, doing what you love and loving what you do. So many people are miserable at their jobs. They're like, well, you know, I would start this. I, would, I could do this and all this. Why don't you go for it? Started on a part-time basis and then just ramp it up over time. But, you know, for whatever reason, whether it's society shaping us, whether it's past failures, whether it's excuses, we don't give ourselves enough of a fighting chance. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Because I'm sure when you told your boys, told friends, told family, <laughs> look, this, you know, this is what I'm about to do. I'm coming to New Orleans, man. I've seen these black millionaires. I've seen some folks who... You know, going and growing in the direction I went to, I'm sure it wasn't all positive. So oh, what, no. what made you break through? You what, know what? what? Um, your quote. Really? Your quote. It's impossible to stop a man or a woman who will not quit. So I thought to myself, if I don't quit, then I'm a win. That's it. I'd rather be on that side yeah. than that side. So I, I literally use that as a model in a lot of things I do. I wouldn't, have been, I wouldn't have been prepared to join my fraternity, Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated, had I not been mentored by you. And I say that because when I walked in the room, there's 100 dudes in there. And I said, it is impossible to stop a man or woman who will not quit. If I say that I don't care what's about to happen. I don't know what's about to happen. If I say I'm going to do everything it takes to be a part of this fraternity, then it's going to happen for me. 
All I got to do is be around long enough. Literally, it went from 100 people, and by the time we were finished, it was six of us that crossed. There was a hundred to six, a hundred to six. And I was one of the people that decided I will not quit. I don't care what happens. I don't know what's about to happen. I'm not quitting. So too many times we focus on the problem and not focus on the, the overall destiny. What do how bad do you really want it? Yeah. I don't know what's about to happen, but I know if I stay the course, I'm going to win. So, yeah, that helped me a lot. But a lot of people don't have that. Yeah. A lot of people don't have that philosophy. So they're going to tap out at the worst time. Most people don't have to drive, man, or, or those people around them. But I'm assuming with 100 you know, folks that are all there, like pushing to the same goal, you guys encouraging each other along the way. But it had to be some discouragement as well. Oh, yeah. For those folks to be so, saying, man, I'm out. If he out, I'm so, out. So in that, in that realm, it's just survival of the fittest. Yeah. You know, um, uh, brothers will purposely discourage you to see how bad you really want it. Yeah. They're going to test you on purpose. And there's going to be things set in place just to see, you know, if your will to survive is strong enough. You know, and it, pledging the fraternity, again, I, I wouldn't have been able to do that without being mentored first. But the combination of the fraternity and the mentoring I was receiving prior to, that's what allowed me to know that anything is possible. I literally can do anything on the planet. If I survive this, if I survive that, I can do anything on the planet. So that's what helped me um, be focused enough to reach executive director. That wouldn't happen if I didn't go the course that I did. You know what I'm saying? That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. So, Going back to the community, I know you do work yeah. in Connecticut, definitely all throughout New York. Um, you're in schools every day. Right, and, uh, right. Um, like, it, how did that come about? It all boils down to what your passion is. If I had a young black man who is on the path to success, right? I don't feel like I'm there yet, but if I had someone that told me simple things like it's okay to be cool. You don't have to be a follower. You can be a leader. You can start now. You don't have to wait until you're out of college to, to start that business or whatever the case may be. If I got the right advice at the right time, I would have made the right decisions. But unfortunately, I was influenced by what was around me and I didn't have the proper guidance. You know, and thankfully I had my dad in my life, which is a huge blessing. I know that put me way further than most men in, in the same demographic. Right. But I still needed a little bit more, you know? So my passion grew from my personal experiences. So I know if I can give them everything I didn't have, they're going to be way further than I am or where I was. Yeah. You know? So that's how that started. It's amazing, man. We got to hear Haiti. We got to go to Haiti together, man. Yo, you know I do Haiti. I heard. Yeah, yearly. And, um, so we, we start doing stuff in Haiti. You know, it was fertile back, ground, right? Right. Yeah. Know, fertile ground. Like 15 years ago yeah. is when we started it. But. I, and, and seeing y'all do that, that blew my mind as well because I'm like, man, you know, I always thought that I had to be really, really, really rich to give back. But 
I went there and gave love. I gave whatever I had at the time, whether it's clothing, sneakers. I remember one time I took a trip to Haiti and I took the shoes off my feet to give to one of the boys in the village. And um, I went home in flip-flops, literally. Yeah. Like, it was just like, I have to do this. I'm not going to be back anytime soon. So um, seeing y'all do that was absolutely an inspiration, especially where I was born. You know what I mean? So thank I mean, you for all that you do. Man, it's a blessing, man. I think it's such a big misconception because folks don't, if you haven't been to Haiti, yeah. you really don't know the, the beauty of so much of Haiti. It's just yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah. ridiculous. The black sand beaches, the just the... the <sighs> Man, it's, I mean, I've had a chance to experience it on, on all levels, whether it's at the orphanages or whether it's, you know, spending time with, you know, folks who are at a different level of life. So we, and, um, we get a bad rap on purpose. I don't know if I got you off my back. No, nah, you're good. You're we, good. We, we've, we've been getting a bad rap on purpose, and we're one of the poorest, I think, the, one of the poorest countries in the Western Hemisphere. But all of it was by design. Yeah, of course. You know, yeah. all of it was by design. If your if you're history is slaves defeating the world's greatest armies, why would we want this country to be successful? At you all, know what I'm saying? Right? Like, we can't we let this that? get out. <laughs> this little teeny country. Just yeah. Like, you yeah. Know. So not only did yeah. we free ourselves, but yeah. we went on a world tour to free other countries and other islands. Right. They would come in and like, they would come in and recruit Haitians to go back to their countries and, and fight wars. And we were defeating all of the armies. So it was only a matter of time before they, they try to do whatever they could. Right. They yeah. stopped global trade. They tax us for freeing ourselves. You right. know, we're paying reparations. Billions, <laughs> Billions of dollars in reparations. Dollars, so it's and there's like, so much of that people don't know. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. But yeah. I love my country and I know we still feel the effects. Yeah. If you have centuries of trauma you're still going to feel those effects later yeah that's why america's the way it is that's why Absolutely. all the countries are the way that it is it it's deep yeah one of the speeches i'll never forget from mlk it wasn't mm -hmm. one of his most famous speeches but i'll never forget him saying you know if, if i start a race you know he was talking about being 200 years behind he said and if i start Ooh. a race 200 yards two 200 miles behind someone's in the in the forefront how long is it going to take me to catch up? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he went through the whole history of it. It was, it was such, I got to look that speech up. But it's funny, he was talking about giving back in the community. And, you know, my, my, my partner over there, Miss, Miss Parker, they can't see her. But uh, the work that she does and, yeah. and those who she works with are amazing in the community. So, yeah, that giving back, man, is something that, you know, giving the shoes off your feet. Uh, I think, what was it, 2019, they fed 2,019 people wow. right, in the community. That's incredible. Homeless folks that they had yeah. in limousines. They rented limousines. What? And yeah, just started, that was one like of the that restaurants moment. we That's were dope. at today. That's dope. One of the restaurants we were at today was one of those restaurants. Very, I mean, it was amazing that uh, like open their doors. Yeah. Great sushi restaurants. You know, they could sit amongst everybody. It was, it's powerful. So it's so much we could do and so much that's going on, man, that... Uh, Wow, we gotta connect on some of that too, man. Yeah, like, I'm with it. It's time to I'm take it, that giving to a whole another level, man. So, what, what's next for you, man? I mean, you're doing the schools. I see you not only as an author, but authoring, right? Helping mm -hmm. others oh, write yeah. their book, man. Get their story out. How did that, that happen? <laughs> How did that happen? I mean, every time I turn around, man, somebody shouting you out for helping them to get their book started. It was um, a um, and just find their voice. It was a pandemic pivot. Really? Yeah, I was. So at the time, 2019, going into 20. 2019 was my first year as an entrepreneur full-time. 
2019. 2019. First year as an entrepreneur full time. And um, man, January 7th, uh, 2019 was the last day that I worked for corporate America. I've never looked back since. And I, I'm unemployable. I cannot yeah. go back to work. But yes, sir. Um, that year, I was doing a lot of full-time motivational speaking. I was two, three, four hundred people. I think my largest at that time was about a thousand, um, a thousand youth that I spoke to. So I had a lot of ups and downs that first year, but I figured it out by the time 2020 hit, you know? So I lined up all these great speeches. Um, people were sending me invoices. I'm like, man, these, these are, these are numbers I dreamed about. Right. Like, I said, one day I'm going to make a, I'm going I'm to I'm get $10,000 to speak. And then in that year, I did it like three times. I was like, yo, this is That's working, dope. you know? So I started to figure it all out. So we lined up all of these speeches and then they started getting canceled one by one by one. I'm like, yo, what's happening? And you couldn't physically be in an auditorium anymore. Right. So I had to think like, man, I know how to write. I know how to publish. I know how to help others do it because I've done it for free. Maybe I could teach it. My sister, shout to Schneidine, uh, my sister, she was like, why don't you just do virtual courses? I just thought the pandemic was going to be like a two week thing. Like everyone's chill out for right, a little bit. Right. But she was like, no, nah, this might stick around for a, a while. It might be a minute. So yeah. she said, why don't you try a, a virtual course? I tried it and it worked. I'm not going to lie to you. Completely transparent moment. At the time, I didn't have it. I was low. I wasn't getting I wasn't getting booked for anything. All my speeches were canceled. I was counting on that money. I didn't have any bread at all. I was down to my last drop. And I signed up for this, um, this course. I mean, I, I guess I could say the name, but I signed up for Webinar Jam, right? There's a webinar. I didn't, know how, I didn't know how to run a webinar. They had a special. I didn't have $500 at the time. It was $500 to sign up. I didn't have it. They had a special. If you sign up for $1, you can pay the $4.99 back in two weeks. Really? I promise you. They're like, if you sign up for $1, you can pay back the $4.99 in two weeks. I signed up for a dollar. And we had, I think I signed up maybe 20 people. That first group, all of them were signing up for about $1,000 each. So I'm like, man, I made $20,000 when I literally had nothing, right, right? right? So I was so thankful for that because that literally led to everything else that followed. Started off with a cohort of about 20 folks. Now we have over 100 best-selling authors mm. under the Write a Legacy brand. And it just started off as an idea, pandemic pivot. You know what I mean? So it's been a huge blessing. And, um, you know, been, been able to make multiple six figures ever since. You know, it's... So proud, man. It's Sitting like a proud it's, big brother, proud papa. Hey, here's the thing, though. Most people moment. can't make that pivot. Yeah. Like most people would, would just sit and be stuck, man. Look, I, I, 10 grand to speak, you know, putting an hour's worth of work in and, and obviously haven't heard you speak, you know, they need to throw an extra comma in there. Uh, it's, it's, I can't wait it, for that. I'm dead serious, <laughs> man. Like the message you bring and it's the number of people you affect, right? It's directly and then it's indirectly. So it's a whole nother conversation. But to be able to make that pivot after you hit that, that moment that you knew was the pinnacle for you mm -hmm. and say, okay, what else can I do? How else can I still help people and impact people? And, 
Yeah, it's good to see it, man. It's good to see Thank the results you. that are Thank happening, you. brother. Thank you. So when I look on social media now, because you know I'm I'm very small on social media. And I've been, <laughs> I see you with pictures with Floyd, see you with Fitty, yeah. see you everywhere, yeah, like yeah, with different yeah. folks in in the hip hop world. And and I see him holding the book. I see him, mm-hmm. you know, just what's happening for you, man. What uh, what's the next step? Networking. You always networking. Right. It, it put yourself in those rooms, and find a way to shake those hands and really, really make an impact on that particular person, whoever you're looking to meet. So for me, the next, the next step for me is more of what I've been doing better than I was doing it before. Really? You know, um, my studio right now, I want it to be the staple, not just in Connecticut, but in the Northeast and grow it from there. I want to get multiple branches. So West coast, East coast, all over the South, all over the Midwest and continue to expand my networking Continue to expand my mentoring. Continue to expand my brand. Yeah. So that's what's next for me. Are you looking at schools? I know, you, obviously, your book, as you mentioned, is in other countries. Right. Are you looking at schools in other countries? Uh, oh, yeah. Countries, that's, that's where, days, like all that's of where, it, right? that's where I want to hone in on things primarily, right? Yeah. Um, of course, I'm open to conferences. Of course, I'm open to different, different things of that nature. But, you know, my primary focus right now is impacting the youth all over the world. You know, and they say you can't touch the world until you touch the hood first, yeah. you know? And um, so I'm making an impact literally everywhere. You are, man, like every day. And, and because you can speak the language, because it's, you know, it's the, it's the yeah. voice of the people, man. When yeah. I see you, I'm like, yeah. I, yeah. I know when I used to go back to schools and, and I haven't had a chance to do it a whole lot, but um, going back to where I grew up and, and giving back on the holidays, but then even just having those conversations, talking to young men, it's, it's, there's nothing more impactful Hey, family, when was the last time you got a chance to wear something meaningful? Whether it was today, last month, or never. I want you to understand that Jack Design has a message that will resonate with each of you. Each and every design is intended to inspire action while reminding us to wear art. You can mix metal with a flower and wear the steel rose collection. You can unleash your creative genius. Or you can participate in our legacy with the signature collection. Here's what I need you to do. Go visit their website and peruse the gallery. Make sure you put in Don't Quit 22 in the promo code so you can receive that 10% discount just for being a part of the We Won't Quit podcast family. Go out and check out Jack Design. You will not be disappointed. So what you, what you just said reminded me of a, a Davies quote. We're in Harlem, so you got a quote. Got Harlem quote. Shout out to Harlem. Davies said, I want the world. You can have the block. We, we think small. We do, man. We think small. Where does that come from? Where do you think that comes from? Man. Because I, was, I, was, I mean, I had no idea how big all these boroughs are. I mean, I used to be, you know, in New York all the time, you know, speaking and building a business. And, but I've talked to brothers and, and folks that haven't never left their borough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like, yep, yep. you know, where I'm from in D.C., same thing. Some folks stay right there, man. So, you know, what's funny. We don't even realize we're thinking small. Right. That's the thing about it, about thinking small. We don't realize we're thinking small until we're exposed to people who are thinking bigger. Right. We think like, yo, if I could get this, oh, yeah, I'm good. You don't even realize like that's a yeah. goal for you. Yeah. My goal at one point was $100,000 for the year. And I'm like, yo, if I can do it. But I, was I, was, yeah, I wasn't was, exposed to more. That was a goal, man. I wasn't I remember, exposed to more. I, I remember having that goal, like, man. And if then it was, then it was six that, figures yeah. in an account. I said, if mm-hmm. I could just see that number, 
because I wanted to know what it felt like. Yeah. And then I got around folks who were doing that in mm-hmm. a month and then a week, and I'm like, that's the type possible. of friends I like. Need. That's real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like you're going to jail. Why are you doing that? <laughs> what are you doing? That can't be legal. But There's no way. It's our way. And, and so that leads me to social media, really, because I see how you have utilized it so much to be able to impact and talk to so many folks. With, right. with, with social media, there's so much that we can, you know, obviously YouTube, um, you know, podcasting with all of the different realms of communication now right. where we could touch people. You know, just like that. Yeah. Um, I had to, for me to get the following that I have, I'm still growing, of course, but for me to get the following that I have, I had to step out of my comfort zone. So Grant Cardone once said, if skill level is the same, the only difference between you and the number one person in your industry is obscurity. No one knows you yet. They don't know who you are. So change the fact that no one knows you. So I literally was networking on social media as if I was at an event. I would be meeting people. I would comment on people's pages. I would like stuff. I would follow people. Hopefully they would follow back. It was just did whatever I needed to do to meet more people and connect with more people. Some people on social media will support you more than your friends and your family will. Facts. You know, so I started just Facts. gravitating to some really dope, positive people. And that led to me doing some great things. So, you know what's crazy? I posted the same quote one year when I didn't have a lot of following. And I posted that same exact quote <laughs> Repurposed a it, right? year later when I had like over 10,000 people following me at that time. And everyone was like, yo, this is such a good quote. I'm like, it's the yeah. same quote. Same quote. But it's just the fact that more people know me this year than they did last year or at that particular time. So don't be afraid to get yourself out there. Open your mouth. Literally, as cliche as it sounds, a closed mouth don't get fed. So why are you in these spaces and not collaborating with so many other people? And the crazy thing is sometimes we think we only have to network with the people highest up. When I go to places, I'm looking at who the higher up person is paying attention to. It's usually the manager. It's usually the owner. It's usually someone in charge. So... You know, if I'm meeting a celebrity, I'm paying attention to who are they most focused on? Who are they, yo, hold on, hold on one second. Boom, 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 boom. Who are they talking to the most? Oh, I need to talk to that person. Yeah. And and if I go to an arena or an event, who are all the workers reporting to? Oh, I need to talk to that person. You know, so that's how I was strategically building my network. And when I got a chance to, be introduced to these people, it's usually by the person they respect the most. So if I'm introduced to a celebrity by their manager, now I'm looked at as a peer. Instead of me looking like a fan. Can I take a picture with you? Sure. Little guy. Like that's right, right. you don't want to be looked you I, so I made it a point to start to network with the people who aren't getting a lot of attention. Or aren't on the um, limelight, I should say. Yeah. And that led me to the connections that I've had. Yeah, but it, I think it also boils down to your charisma, man. Mm, Character, charisma, you. integrity. Uh, you know, I, I don't throw me. that word out there a lot. There's not me. a lot of brothers that are doing what you're doing and doing it at that level that, you know, have that type of charisma, 
character and integrity. So mm. I think that it makes it easier for you to work a room, you know, when you're walking yeah, in, like, you true. know you belong in there. Ooh, that's like You're walking good. in like you that's know you belong. So, it, so that connection is automatic Ooh. when someone... You, you better, walking up like, yeah, we do know each other. We're supposed to know each you other. You better walk in that room like God put you there. Facts. You're on assignment when you walk in these spaces. So, so when do you get to the point where you believe that, though? Because so many people don't believe that. God, yo, it's so. let me give you an example. Oh, my God. I, I still do this. So I have, you have to fight yourself daily. It's not just like a one-time thing. You're not, oh, you have to fight yourself with that. There's always going to be that voice that tells you, that ain't really you. Yeah. You can't really do that. Don't listen to that voice, right? So I was going, I was uh, going on a on a, a a yacht party with my brother, right? It was a big, huge yacht party, industry event, dressed in all white. I'm looking godly. <laughs> so um, I I talked to one of the managers or whatever, or one of the promoters early on. I got my tickets. Everything was all set. So. The whole line is there. Me and my brother, we just walked past everyone because my ticket's already there. We're good. Oh, matter of fact, I didn't, I didn't buy a ticket yet. Oh, excuse me. I didn't buy a ticket yet, but I knew the promoter. So I was like, all right, we're good. So I'm walking up and everyone's just looking at me and my brother, right? And everyone's waiting in line. I'm walking straight to the front and the security guy's like, yo, you're, you're one of the artists? I'm like, yeah. So... He's like, oh, yeah, just go, just walk right in. You, you're, you're good for free. And then he says something like, you sure? And then I, I stopped and I questioned myself. I was like, oh, uh, um, maybe I need to talk to the promoter guy again. And in that moment. It's a split second. I could have I stopped myself from receiving everything that God had in store for me once I got on that boat. Because I was feeling like an imposter at that particular moment. I was feeling like I didn't belong in that room. I was feeling like I shouldn't have gone there, right? But the night was amazing. It went really, really well. Second situation that happened, almost identical to that. Um, I was at a huge conference. And um, at that conference, I got like a general admissions ticket or whatever the case may be. And one of the people from my team was there with me. We were going on break. The host of the event said, all right, general mission, you guys go eat over there. VIP, y'all go eat over there. Super VIP, y'all in the back room with us. I tapped my guy on the shoulder. I was like, we're going to the back room. We're super VIP. VIP. But when I tell you, when I tell you, I went to the back room to the super VIP. I opened the door. I saw all these millionaires and billionaires. I closed the door. I closed the door for a second. So this is, this is like, this happened last year. So this is me still fighting myself. These guys are billionaires and millionaires in this room. And I'm questioning if I belong in that room. And my guy looked at me for the first time. He saw me hesitating. He walked right in. But he was, le- he was leaning on my confidence to walk up to the door. <laughs> And now I had to lean on his confidence to walk in. Yeah. We walked in, met some billionaires. Uh, Jesse Isler was there, um, some amazing other people that were there. And I'm like, man, this is the room that we deserve to be in. We network with everyone in the room, and they wanted to know who we were. Exactly. You know, and it was such a blessing. But it's like, yo, I wouldn't have been able to connect with literally billionaires 
had I let that door close and decide not to walk in. I was this close from walking out of that, man. I'm so thankful for that because I'm still connected with all of them to this day. Yeah, and it's amazing some of those conversations are not even the conversations that we expect them to be always. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like some of it, because everyone in the room is on that level, the, the conversation mm -hmm. is, you know, we're, they're talking at a different place because uh, the currency is totally different. But the energy, mm -hmm. you know, it, 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 no one has their chest stuck out because mm -hmm. they know they belong. And they're humble. Yeah. They're humble. Yeah. So just, just understand, you deserve it. You deserve it. That next level, whatever you feel like you, 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 you're not ready, you deserve that next level. That Your higher self is waiting for you to walk through that door. That's it. Let them know where they can find you, bro, because uh, I need people to connect with you. I mean, yeah. obviously, whether they're looking to write a book, whether they're looking to, you know, just uh, become their everywhere. Self. Everywhere is at Young Executive. So it's Y-O-U-N-G-E-X-E-K-U-T-I-V-E. All right. Y-O-U-N-G-E-X-E-K-U-T-I-V-E. That's YoungExecutive.com. That's at Young Executive on every social media platform. You'll find everything else that I do on there as well. You know, um, can I leave with a Nipsey quote? You got to do it, man. Can I leave with I'm a Nipsey quote? Nipsey, man. Go ahead, do it. Oh, man. I spoke some things into the universe, and they appeared. Believe in yourself more than anybody who doubts you. Every single thing that you want is within your reach. You got to go for it. Speak it into existence. Believe it, and it's going to happen for you. You got to see it before you can see it. Let's go. Shout out to the late, great Nipsey Hustle. Shout out to my man here, man. It's, uh, it's so good to be able to sit down with you, brother. The energy is infectious, just knowing what you do, just knowing who you are uh, and what you're about and the number of kids you're empowering. I just know that there are going to be so many lives changed. We're going to hear from some of these young folks 5, 10, 15 years from now. The number one podcast hasn't been produced yet because you're still mentoring that child today. Ooh, right. I love that. As a writer right that. now, who's going to outproduce mm -hmm. some of the greatest writers we've ever heard of. And you're just getting them started right now, man. So I want you to know that you, you're changing a lot of lives. It's humbling to know that I got a chance to meet the 19 year old you yeah. and see yeah, you today. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. just that, and, and that you're the same person. Like, that smile mm. is there. Mm. Your energy is there. Still hoping, folks. I, I think you posted uh, a kid that was trying to pay for school or something. He was playing the saxophone in the lobby. And he was like, hey, man, here's his cash app. Just help him out. And I remember sending some cash. Like, your yeah. energy wow, I remember helped that. that young man to... to you know, generate yeah. something for yeah. himself and, and believe in himself more than anything. Yeah. You know what's crazy about that particular story? They kicked him out the um, train station. Did they? For playing music and, and trying and to... He was good, too. He was man. good. So, turns out, he was um, in the band at Morgan State University. Didn't really? have any money. And I ran into him at the, at the, at the train station on my way to, um, to, to my destination. And because... I gave him some money that I had, but because they kicked him out, I was like, yo, bro, what... How can, what can I do for you? You know, posted him in front of, you know, 20 something thousand followers and you were one of the main, you were like, yo, what's, let me, I just sent him something. I blessed him. And he was so, it made his day. Yeah, man, he, uh, he hit me up. Like, it uh, made his uh, day, uh, bro. Like, but but the, the point is, it wasn't, it was just the fact that you took the time. Wow. 
Yeah. You had already give, given. Like it was, and you know, you could have walked away, but the fact that you paid it forward, man, and continue mm. to pay it forward man. is really what I wanted to, to get across from that, man. And so continue to do it, man. Continue to shine. I got to have you back. Uh, Best part is be we just getting started. We just getting started, yes, too, man. Yes, sir, man. Uh, I'm, I'm proud of you. Thank you, brother. I'm proud of you. And, and you know what's crazy is like this podcasting is a new endeavor for you. So although you've already achieved so many, we didn't even talk about you today, but so many incredible accomplishments that you've achieved, you're still starting fresh in a brand new uh, endeavor. So I'm going to say congratulations in advance for all the lives that you're going to impact through speaking through your podcast. And um, you're going to produce some amazing things based on this show alone. Yes, sir. I receive so, it, man. Congrats in advance. I expect to. <laughs> I expect to, man. I expect to get out to speak to the kids as well. Oh, man. Looking forward to that, man. Yeah, let's make Looking it happen. That. Let's make that happen. And Haiti, we got a lot to get done. Yeah. All right, family. Another episode of the We wow. Won't Quit podcast. If you make sure you pick up the book, they can get the book on your website Damn. as well. They gotta oh, go yeah, get it. Of yeah, course, gotta get the website. Course. Yeah, go get the book. Wherever books are sold. Absolutely. Amazon, Amazon, all that. Barnes and right? Noble, Walmart, That's we right. everywhere. All right, right. Gotta get it, man. Appreciate you guys. Make sure you like, subscribe. Follow my guy, and uh, we look forward to seeing you back next week. Can All you right. hit us with the quote, though? Oh, of course. The only way you feel is to quit, but you already know it's impossible to stop a man or woman who will not quit. God bless. Let's Take care. Go. <laughs> hey, family, did you know that the things you say to yourself about yourself would eventually determine who you attract and even what you attract for ourselves? You know, want to know where I learned that? I learned that from listening to the Self Talk Experience podcast. Look, I'm excited because... Some of my mentors, Donnell and Tracy Self, have started a podcast that is exploding simply because they're shifting the way people think. I've been blessed to know this couple for about 25 years, and there's no way I would have went from mailman to millionaire if it wasn't for this couple. Look, I've watched them personally help dozens of individuals earn a seven-figure income, but I've also watched them help thousands of people shift the way they think inside of their family, inside of their marriage, inside of their household, inside of their, their job, inside of their career, and change lives and now. For free, you get a chance to experience what many have paid tens of thousands of dollars to experience. Go watch the Self Talk Experience podcast. I promise you, your life will never be the same.